0: Darren, it's so exciting! The Inglorious Live Tour 2023 is continuing, and with the lead singer, me, and uh, and, and, and and for uh, now, and I'm, and I'm yeah, right, exactly. On guitar. It's Darren Dockerman and on drums, it's Ashley Edward Miller. What a band! Sometimes I like to switch to drums occasionally, and just yeah? you
1: know, push Ashley off to the side.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, we're we're thrilled because we are having such a great time uh, around these uh, wonderful United States. And it's only because we haven't been invited to Europe yet. It's our um, mostly
1: live tour.
0: It's our mostly live <laughs> tour. And it, it, it's been terrific. And, and we're going to be uh, as, you know, uh, obviously um, we go every year. It's It's been uh, a long tradition. We'll be back at the San Diego Comic-Con July 19th through the 23rd. And of course, uh, we're looking forward to bringing uh, the great Starship Smackdown back to San Diego. Um, and, uh, but uh, then uh, the following week, July 27th to the 30th, we're going to be in uh, Raleigh, North Carolina. Did I say or, that right? Or Raleigh. Oh, okay. One day I'll get it right. Well, but, well uh, we're, we're not going to, we're going to rally to pronounce Raleigh correctly. We're we're not the only ones. Uh, Guardian of the Galaxy, uh, Karen Gillan will be there. Uh, Charlie Cox from the, the Daredevil himself. Uh, Paul Wesley, who uh, you know and love from Vampire Diaries. That's right. Um, <laughs> Ian Summerholder also. Uh Stephen, Stephen Mel. Uh he uh he did not fail the city. He's gonna be there. Uh and Billy D. Williams. Will he have oh, any Colt 45? That'll be exciting. Oh wow. Who we have here. <laughs> That's right. You surely belong with us here in North Carolina. In Raleigh. <laughs> Find out the uh, gas mining business is really starting to pay off. Um Marina Surtis will be there feeling great joy and gratitude for her invitation. Uh yep. John Delancey. Uh, coming off his uh, spectacular uh, um, uh, cameo appearance in uh, Picard, I think people are gonna have a lot of questions for the great John Delancey. Yeah, Brent Spiner will be there. Uh, Gates McFadden, Denise Crosby, um, and uh, it's gonna be a hoot. It's gonna be it's gonna be a hoot. But you know what? The, you know who I'm most excited about, and I'm sure we'll be doing the Q and A with him for the our first Q and A with him. Todd Stashwick, nice. No, yes. Yes. No, no. I'm therefore going anyway. <laughs> uh, we're uh, that's going to be great. Uh, he, he's 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 in the convention circuit big time, and I think people are really excited to see him. So uh, I know we are. And he's yeah. selling T-shirts. Is he? I think
1: so.
0: Okay. It's now, <laughs> if you missed this in so San are we. Diego, and you missed us in North Carolina, guess where we're going to be the next weekend. Ah. The next weekend is something uh, big. Yeah, it is. It's the 57 mission, 57 year mission convention in Las Vegas, Nevada, with Las our friends, at Creation entertainment, August 3rd through the 6th. That's going to be a big one. Yeah, that's going to be big because I think uh, it's a lot of excitement about Star Trek after Picard season three. So uh, people are going to be there and they're going to be uh, they're going to be excited. Uh, hopefully uh, it would see all these. I can't even begin to list everyone that's going to be there. It's It's quite a bit of people.
1: But, i'm you know. I'm trying to arrange some uh, uh karaoke time uh, yeah what are you talking heard, about you you know what I'm talking about
0: karaoke time
1: i'm I'm trying to I'm trying to get involved with uh, some karaoke with uh, people we know
0: <laughs> oh okay I just got it okay um <laughs> and uh, then uh, the, f- uh, the following month uh, we're gonna be in austin texas the great austin texas don't mess with texas september 1st to the third uh uh once again ashley miller will be joining us and uh the great jonathan frakes will be there along with many other members of the cast uh, uh our favorite gal- person the another great galaxy con yeah and uh bill shatner of course will be there gene carlo esposito brett bassinger from super uh from Stargirl, chris sarandon from fright night and uh i don't know how i'm gonna not get away with not bringing my son because matt lanter uh, who plays anakin on the clone wars and james arnold taylor who plays obi-wan are both gonna be there i think isaac is going to be uh demanding i demand it that i bring him to austin we'll see what happens i just want to keep walking by uh the
1: uh, obi-wan actors uh, booth and just say
0: hello there. (laughs) just keep doing it all weekend (laughs) that sounds great well if you want More information about any of these conventions or Columbus, Ohio, December 1st through the 3rd, go to GalaxyCon.com, GalaxyCon.com, where you can find out more of these great GalaxyCon conventions. Uh, If you're interested in San Diego, ComicCon.org. And, of course, CreationEnt.com for uh, Las Vegas, Nevada. We hope to see you at one or all of these shows in the coming months. And until then, on behalf of Darren, Astro Miller, and myself, keep on trekking all the way to north carolina ingloriously of course if you haven't subscribed to trexfords plus yet you're missing out on some really great interviews commentary and shows and here's a sneak preview of our recent conversation with sarah douglas Ooh!
2: i want to know more about what these perversions were all the unreasoning (laughs) hatred start with either of them honestly (laughs)
3: I think I think the hatred was the uh, the short cropped wig that I was wearing and the mm. tight boots and the eyebrows that were stuck up with glue and the uh, the white makeup that they put on me to cover my freckles because Supervillains didn't have freckles. Right. So I started the day mean. Right. And then it just got meaner.
1: and, and the hula hoops couldn 't have helped
3: <laughs> no <laughs> yeah, how did you maintain the hula hoops that, for that
1: entire
2: scene wasn
3: 't it amazing i'll tell you what was amazing is my feet were on fire. Um, there was that incredible light underneath uh, right. i, I don 't know how many megawatts shining up to make us look the, the three villains at the beginning so wonderfully evil but the the glass was absolutely red hot and we had on, contrary to popular opinion who say i was wearing leather boots of course they were kind of pvc plasticky yucky sticky sticky got too hotty not nicey um but we remained of course in character because (laughs) that's what is expected of you but it wasn't difficult it wasn't difficult when you when you are um, dressed in such a way, and and I, you know, I look at it now and I think, wow, not bad, sir, because it is like it's a different person, and it's like embodying somebody. And the number of people that I have said I was wearing a wig, and they could I said, yes, my hair was. I just finished. Um, the people that time forgot sure. i finished on the wednesday and i'd been off in the canary islands with the, the lovely late doug, doug McClure uh, and yeah. patrick wayne and yeah. um i had long hair then so if anybody looks they could see that i had long hair and on the wednesday i finished that and on the thursday i started superman And And they they
1: stuffed it all in the wig.
3: Nobody ever said, cut your hair. Oh, my goodness. That's what's so amazing. It was back in the day. I mean, nowadays, if you go in to meet directors and you're not blonde or you're not dark or you're not what they want, you don't get the job. Right. That's exactly what I've experienced. (laughs) (laughs)
2: It's like just again and again. But it's it's
3: absolutely true. The idea of actually, you know, um, uh, nowadays, they want you exactly the way they conceive you. But I mean, I can honestly say, and I think you'll probably all agree that when I took my wig off and I had my long hair, um, I, was ju- I was just, But well, I've never been a regular girl, I have to say. But I was kind of as regular as you can be. Yeah.
0: Well, you, if you enjoyed Ashley and uh, Darren's interview with uh, Sarah Douglas from Planet Houston, there's a lot more of that. And you can listen at trexpertsplus.com. That's trexpertsplus.com. Go there and sign up, and you'll get bonus episodes of Deck 78 uh, to complete your inglorious Trexperts collection. And tell them
1: you want more Altman free entertainment.
0: (laughs) Ha ha! Don't miss a single episode at trexpertsplus.com. Welcome to the 430 movie. This is Mark Altman, and this week it's Movies You Don't Want to Watch With Your Mom Week. Wow. Well, where did this come from? I will tell you in just a second, but before we do, I want to introduce you to uh, the great Mr. Monday, Stephen Melching. Oh, geez, Mom, can you knock next time? Tuesday, it's Darren R. But It's your mom, dude. And on Wednesday, it's that motherfutter, Ashley E. Miller. (laughs) What? It's warm, and I like (laughs) cello. And of course, on Thursday, it's me, Mark Altman. Michael Narducci is not here with us this week, but he was terrific last week. Which, you know, I have to tell you, we planned to do that wonderful um, teacher children about teachers. Little did we know that this was actually Teacher Appreciation Week. Yes, I saw that too. (laughs) That's crazy. I mean, it was just completely random. And then it looked so, uh, it it looked like we actually like knew what we were doing. It Almost seemed like we had a plan.
1: And, 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 and this one, this one's going to be around Mother's Day, so go. Well, but it.
0: this one we knew. This one we knew. Yes. So we, we were planning for Mother's Day, but that with the teachers we didn't read in rush But yes, in celebration of Mother's Day, and of course, if you didn't hear our first Mother's Day show, you can go back and listen to uh, Mother's Day Week, which is a uh, a movie uh, week of great uh, films about uh, moms. Uh, or actually, it was no, no it was uh, movies our moms loved. Our moms yeah. picked. Yeah. Or moms would have picked.
4: Yeah. Well, no, my mom did pick it. I talked oh, to my okay. mom and she gave me a pick. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So uh, yeah. that was uh well, that there. was that was a fun week and a very successful yeah. week, I might <laughs> say, by the uh by the numbers. But today we're doing something a little different. We're doing movies you shouldn't see with your mom. And of course, the impetus <laughs> for this, for those of you who are longtime listeners, may recall that back in 1983, 40 years ago, um, <laughs> My mother read a review in the New York Times of Vincent Campbell's talking about how beautifully shot and 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 stunning the movie The Hunger was. And um, <laughs> uh, my my mom said, "Oh, uh, I understand. There's a great review in the Times for the for the Hunger, and and uh, sounds like something you like. Do you want to go?" And I'm like, "Sounds great, Mom. Let's do it." <laughs> and uh, and how how old were you at the time? oh man how old was I at the time I was probably like 16 maybe 15 maybe 15 yeah maybe 15 16 yeah still at no (laughs) age do you want to see the hunger with your mom (laughs) so uh that was a very awkward it was funny because the same year was the year I saw risky business with my mom too (laughs) (laughs) but at least that one she took a bunch of my friends we, I, we 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 a bunch of us went to, to see it and uh that was almost as embarrassing, but not nearly as embarrassing as seeing the hunger. Um but uh you know well, that was back it, when at
1: least it wasn't the
0: Hunger Games. <laughs> no, it wasn't it wasn't the Hunger Games. So obviously, this is a story I've told before, and it was the impetus for us to program a week of uh of films you shouldn't watch with your mom. I mean, I guess some people have the kind of relationship where it, Maybe they want to watch these movies with their mom, but the, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> say, Ashley, what, what do you?
2: You look no. like you have something no. to say. No, Um y- You know, look, I I have told the story before about uh, going to see uh, American Graffiti with my mom and dad, and uh, you know, my uh, my my, my who's my dad's a gearhead, or was, and uh, my mother was so scandalized by the mooning scene. <laughs>
0: So
2: and that's PG, that movie. The yeah. That's a PG so, movie. Yeah. It's uh, so that the bar was the bar was low. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, it was awkward watching Small Wonder with my mom. You know what I mean? Like, it yeah. Just,
0: so. Well, it was weird. I'd seen a bunch of great movies with my mom and she'd take me to see North by Northwest for the first time in a revival house and uh, and then took me to see Chan is Missing in 1982. She was always like reading the reviews and had good, good thoughts about things to see. But The Hunger was just bizarre. <laughs> it was bizarre. I mean, and I love The Hunger actually. And then I was that was one of those movies that played on HBO every 12 seconds and I think I watched it, you know, 8 of the 9 times it would air that every every time I could. It was
2: weirdly it was the same 5 minutes every time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> lock me. It's uh, <laughs> Lock me. It's a song about two women. Um okay. So um uh well I actually love the opening with the the Bauhaus opening to uh, hmm. Bill Lugosi's dad. I mean, I, that's actually what I would watch constantly was um, that that opening five, 10 minutes because, you know, uh, that first 20 minutes that Bowie is in is fantastic. Anyway, that's enough about the hunger. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I, and I don't know. I don't know if we're doing our... Um, we haven't heard about Comic-Con yet, if we're doing our 40th anniversary... Uh, 430 movie week if we don't we should definitely do 1983 week on the podcast uh even though next week is our season finale guys how do you feel about that i'm uh i can't
2: believe that it's already you know the end of our fifth season another
1: season gone to the airwaves <laughs> or internet waves whatever
2: <laughs> there's there's some waves the, and they the go bit, there the bitstream
0: for every season for every season there is a what? No. There's a season. Turn, turn. <laughs> but yeah, next next week is our, our finale. But we might come back with some special episodes or, or live appearances. You, you never know. But uh, it'll what? be the end of our sixth season. And uh, before you panic or hit the panic button, I can announce now that all four of us are returning for the seventh season of the 430 movie in what? the fall. We're going to skip so. season
4: six and go straight oh, to season yeah. seven. No, this is I- season six. No, this is season five.
0: No, this is season six. No, five is Trexperts. This is season six oh. of 4:30 oh. movie. Okay. Oh wow! Crazy, That's what you get man. for missing staff meetings. Yeah, this <laughs> seems much shorter. <laughs> now the problem, unfortunately, with seventh <laughs> season mm. is usually the license fee goes mm. up because you know uh, the talent uh, uh, basically has to renegotiate their contracts.
1: Well, so I, I don't know. my contract yet, so I don't see. What talking about this <laughs> it
0: may be a whole new group of people for all we know. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna,
4: <laughs> you know, I, I'm gonna double my salary, but unfortunately, double Twice. zero
0: is still zero. Well, just remember, it's like when uh, Siskel and Ebert left Sneak Previews because they got the big money from Tribune in 82 to go do <laughs> at That's the right. movies. Movie. And so yeah, who, right. you remember who the hosts were on Sneak Previews? Um, Jeff, Jeffrey Lyons? Jeffrey Lyons was Jeffrey, one. And Neil, and Neil Gabler. Very good, Steve Melchie. Woo! Who was it? Lyons Neil? and Neil Gabler, and they That's were terrible. And I watched it anyway
4: because I watched all those stupid movies. Well, not stupid. I love Siskel and Ebert, but I watched the other one anyway.
0: But the best was the best thing was when Siskel and Ebert left at the movies to start Siskel and Ebert for Disney, then there were new hosts on at the movies. And right. different hosts on Steve yes. Previous. They left all these movie review shows in their wake. That <laughs> uh, was a golden time, wasn't it? That was. It was a golden time for a mediocre film criticism. <laughs> now there's a bunch of podcasts by fans who don't know anything about movies. At least back then, they were <laughs> mediocre critics who did know about movies.
1: Yes. Well, yeah. speaking as as one of them who doesn't know very much about movies and doing a podcast, I think that's fine
0: speak Brian, for what's wrong with it there's nothing wrong you know about plenty that. about movies don't oh darren always with the self-deprecation yeah. well sure darren, darren knows even plenty. Who?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> well we have an exciting week we got an exciting week ahead of us these are movies not to watch with your mother and of course this is our way of uh this is our way of celebrating mother's day um <laughs> so uh, i don't know if you all have uh Uh, 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 A wish for your mother on uh, on Mother's Day, Steve. A wish for my mother. A special Mother's Day wish.
4: Uh, Gosh, uh, Mom, I love you. Uh, Hope to see you soon.
0: (laughs) Is there is there a movie you would take her to that you a movie you would take your mother to? Like, what's the perfect movie to take your mother to?
4: It's hard. My mom. It's funny, when I was growing up, we didn't watch many movies as a family. Um, It was only after I became an adult uh, that I think it's because my dad didn't really like to go out to movies that much, mm. although they both seem to watch a hell of a lot more movies now than they did when I was growing up. And My mom goes out to the movies and theaters on an almost a weekly basis. She sees mm. a lot of stuff, and when she comes out to visit or I go to visit her, we'll we will often go see a movie or two as part of the visit. So
0: what about you, uh, Darren? Um, What would you take your your mom, what what was the movie you want to take your mom to if you could this weekend?
1: Well, I think uh, I I would actually take her to see the first movie that we saw together, which was uh, You Only Live Twice. Uh, <laughs> uh famously I, I told the story on the podcast that uh my mom's water broke with me when my mom and dad went to see you only live twice so obviously <laughs> i wanted to which do, is also uh, what happened to, to the specter
0: volcano at the, uh, that's correct that's correct yeah.
4: and i think i was born just a couple of days after my parents went out to see the good the bad and the ugly um, wow
1: so we can only guess what you represented <laughs> <laughs> oh, i, I I'm sure. Pretty sure it's the good
0: uh, my my family was living caddyshack because my dad missed me being born because he was golfing. Oh no! <laughs> so uh, yeah, he was late to the hospital because he had to finish his golf game. Uh, yeah. Uh, I <laughs> uh, what, I was somebody step on a duck? Yeah. No, a Slavenger a <laughs> Seven, Darren. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ashley, what about you? What movie uh, would you love to? T- would you? I uh, theoretically take your mom to this Mother's Day weekend. The perfect movie. Uh, uh,
2: look, man, I love my mom. Um, uh, but, uh, taking my mom to the movies, is just, <laughs> you know, I mean, the woman has questions, you know what I'm saying? Like when we watch things, she just has questions and she mm. has thoughts and, and she needs to share them. Mm. Um, and, uh, I just, I can't, I, uh, I mean, sure there are movies I would, you know, I would I would find for her like on the Apple TV somewhere and just say mom, so cloak
0: and dagger it is
2: cloak and dagger it is <laughs> you know what I would probably sit because it's her favorite movie I would watch like you know The Sound of Music with my mom or something
0: I, I was very I was very disappointed in my mom because she used to take me to these great movies even like Run Lola Run and stuff and and she said to me recently did you get an Academy screener by any chance of eighty for Brady and I'm like, I'm like <laughs> Not only did I not get an Academy's career, nor am I likely to any time in the future. I said, so I think you're going to have to go see that on your own mom. It's like, oh, 80 for Brady. This is the mom who took me to North by Northwest and the hunger. Come on. Maybe that wasn't so bad after all. Okay, speaking of bad, though, these are movies you don't want to see with your mother. And it's going to be a very interesting week because that's a pretty broad tapestry. And of course, we're going to start with Steve Melching who's gonna tell us on Monday the movie he will not be taking his mother to.
4: Yeah, well, uh, my pick uh, is a movie that I actually did see with my mother. And um, uh, I'll I'll unfold the story for you. Uh, I actually have two movies the same summer. Let me take you back to the summer of 1987. Uh, I was home from my first year at film school at USC after Really diving into the deep end of the pool and experiencing all kinds of movies of world cinema in a, in a way that I'd never really been exposed to before, through all my film classes and and just going to the cinema library and and watching movies on laserdisc in the little study carols, and just kind of catching up on my film history. So I was. I was what you might call a film evangelical at the time. And mm-hmm. we all know how annoying evangelicals can be. They just want to share the love with everybody. Like, mom, you got to see this movie. You got to see that movie. And there were there were two big releases that summer. I'll save the second one for Friday. Uh, but my pick for Monday is a movie that uh, came out on September 19th, 1986. And uh, I watched it with my mom the following summer on VHS. It's a strange world. It's David Lynch's Blue Velvet.
0: From the mind of David Lynch comes a modern day
4: masterpiece. So startling, so provocative, so mysterious that it will open your eyes to a world you have never seen before.
0: You got about one second to live, buddy. Through my tears.
5: Oh my God! Oh
4: my God! Which uh, was one of the first films uh, when I started at SC in the in the fall of '86. There's a there's a famous film class there called Cinema 466 Theatrical Film Symposium. I know Darren knows it well. Uh, it's a Thursday night class. Thursday night at the movies. They call it. It's it, it, it's still going today. It started back in the late '50s or '60s, yeah. I think. Uh, initially, it was taught by Arthur Knight, who was a, a famous uh, local film critic. Uh, when Darren and I were there, it was taught by Charles Champlin, who was the uh, entertainment editor of the L.A. Times. Now it's Leonard Moulton <laughs> teaches the class, but it's it's not really a class that's taught. It's a it's a class where they show a new or a, a current release and they have uh, one or more of the filmmakers in attendance to do a and a after the screening. It's usually the, di- the director or the writer or the producer, but sometimes a star or an editor or a, another creative uh, person. And uh my first week or two at school, they showed blue velvet with, with David Lynch. And, um, this movie just blew my mind when I saw it. Uh, I'm sure everyone's seen it, but it was written, directed by David Lynch. Uh, it was beautifully photographed by Frederick Elms, who had also done eraser head and river's edge and went on to do twin peaks. Uh, it was edited by Dwayne Dunham, who was a editor on return of the Jedi. And, um, Uh, uh, an assistant editor on Star Wars, Empire Strikes Back, and Raiders of the Lost Ark. Uh, Music, iconic music by the great Angelo Badalamenti, who went on to uh, collaborate a lot with David Lynch on on most of his films, I think, through Inland Empire and television, including Twin Peaks. Uh, Starred Kyle MacLachlan as uh, Jeffrey Beaumont, also home uh, from his first year at college when his father suffers a heart attack. Uh, Isabella Rossellini uh, plays uh, Dorothy Valens, uh, a nightclub singer. Uh, Dennis Hopper is Frank Booth, a violent, uh, insane uh, drug dealer. Um, Laura Dern uh, plays a a high school classmate of Kyle McLaughlin's who he develops a romance with. And it also features some other uh, uh, Lynch players like Dean Stockwell, Brad Dorff, and, and Jack Nance. Um, and it's this, this dark, this film noir that, um, it could be read as an Oedipal story, which makes it extra uncomfortable where you have young, uh, clean cut Jeffrey Beaumont going into this world where he's, he's got these parental f- sort of figures in Isabella Rossellini and, and, uh, Dennis Hopper. Uh, and it's this world of, of, exploring sexuality uh that's portrayed to him as as something dark and frightening and dangerous and uh i i had seen this movie a couple of times in in 1986 uh or that year before i went home and that summer it came out on on vhs tape and uh and i, and I said mom you gotta see this movie it's one of the best movies of the year and uh, Lynch had been nominated for Best Director uh, that year for, for directing this movie. So we, we put on the VHS tape and you know the movie starts out and things are going fine. You know Jeffrey's home, his dad has a heart attack. Uh, he finds an ear, a severed human ear in a field. Like, ooh, there's a mystery. It's like a murder mystery. And and, and things are, are cruising along until uh, he hides in Isabella Rossellini's closet and things start to get really uncomfortable. For the viewer, especially when you're sitting on the sofa with your mom and
5: uh,
1: <laughs> as, a, as a general rule, it's sort of a bad idea to watch a movie that features the line baby wants to beep. Yeah. <laughs> While sitting on a couch as a general, general. Yeah. I
4: mean, I wanted to like uh, it, it's implode. I wanted to suck myself up I'm into sorry. a black <laughs> hole. Yeah, I beg your pardon. <laughs> <laughs> and just disappear into a time oh, okay. boy. I'm like, oh. uh, I mean, you know, Jeffrey, it's one thing when, when Kyle McLaughlin is, you know, hiding in the closet and then she, she makes him come out at knife point and, uh, makes him get undressed, and starts, uh, you know, getting kind of sexual with him. And then Frank arrives and, uh, things get really
2: really fucked up from there then,
1: they, then they make him ride Shy hulu
2: yeah <laughs> yes, <because laughs> which <is> crazy, <laughs> but at least it works he's got the thumper um which is ribbed for her pleasure that's also insane uh, so steve i have questions for you <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> you it is uh, okay so you had seen this movie not just once like a couple of times. Couple so even if the times. first time you saw it, super high or totally drunk and couldn't remember it, which would excuse it, you saw it a couple of times. And you sat down with your mom. And you're like, "Let's watch it." You like, to see it movie, You've yeah. gotta see this movie. You've gotta see yeah. this movie. And it was then that you had that. Did you just forget about all those things, or did you just you just hadn't thought it through?
4: I, I clearly hadn't thought it through. I was so excited <laughs> to share this uh, sort of masterpiece Maybe, of 80s cinema with something. my mom. <laughs> <laughs> and by the time we get, you know, he he put his disease in me, and uh, you know, she's standing. Isabella Rossellini is standing naked on the lawn, and god. oh god, oh god, have a oh no. blue ribbon, Oh, god. Mom. oh. <laughs> yeah, right. Did you share a paps blue ribbon? Yeah. <laughs> that might have that might have made it go down a little easier. I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry, what? what? <laughs> wow. It's, so. it's funny because there's a, a movie that came out in the 2000s called The Squid and the Whale. That also features a scene where the teenage son, the, the father in this case, uh, played by Jeff Bridges, takes his teenage son and his date to see Blue Velvet. Wow. Oh my God. And that brought back some some unpleasant flashbacks. I, mm. I think
2: we can end the podcast now.
0: I don't know. <laughs> it wasn't like I, I, accidentally. I don't want to hear anymore. <laughs> it's just
2: he,
4: oh, man. he meant
2: to do it. He did it with malice aforethought.
4: Yeah, I I knew
0: better. Your subconscious tricked you. He shared his pain. (laughs) That's why we're changing it to movies, not to show kids your babysitting week. And, and, I and, and say, uh, we, we never discussed it again. It's
4: one of those things that we'll never discuss this. I've I always been like, what, what was my mom thinking? And like, why did my son want to watch this movie? What is wrong with him?
0: <laughs> I <I've> failed miserably.
4: <laughs> <laughs> and yet I, oh. yet I did a, something similar later that summer that I'll tell you later.
2: Okay.
0: Oh my, oh my <laughs> okay. God. I don't think we can take much more of this. <laughs> uh, Straight uh, from the oversharing. <laughs> hmm. Holy uh, mackerel. You know, yeah. I mean, wow.
4: I, I feel like, you know, should I have just, we were at in the house on VHS. Should I have just turned it off? Should I have just left the room?
1: It no, just looked like you had something uh, urgent to take care of. Yeah. And then <laughs> you don't just not leave come the room. Back. You can't move. You're frozen
2: in that spot. Yeah. There is you no know, way. Some out. Are, you can't even move afterwards. Is
0: of our listeners are saying, I don't understand. What's the problem? Why wouldn't you show blue velvet <laughs> well, to your mom? You need to see <laughs> blue velvet and then they'll understand. And that's what this podcast is about, gentlemen.
2: Well, you know, some people's moms are are, I guess, very open minded. They can but you know, with you in retrospect.
4: It's a family movie. I mean, you know, he's trying oh. to help uh, you know, Dorothy get her child back and reunite the family and
0: right. And well, uh, you could see uh, how people would be tricked in the sand. It's like a Hardy Boys Nancy Drew mystery. Yeah. You know? <laughs> with, yeah, that nice suck, with that nice kid. With that nice kid from Dune. <laughs> you know, I'm like, oh, oh, okay. I
1: think we with the Bobsy twins. I mean, come on. Wait. <laughs> do you want to be a bad Hardy Boy? Do you want to do oh, bad boy. things?
0: <laughs> you be oh, a good boy. neighbor to her. <laughs> There's like some Roy Orbison, Roy Orbison in it, you know. Mercy. Yeah, (laughs) Dean Stockwell. Here's here's your fuck, Frank. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Oh, my God. Okay, well, Steve, that started us off, you know, (laughs) in an unexpected direction. Yeah, Um, Yeah. And that brings us to Tuesday. I'm curious to see the movie that Darren... Wants us to watch Tuesday, but not with our moms. Not with our moms. <laughs>
1: um, I am. I consider myself, especially now, extremely lucky to not have a story like either Sarah, Marks or. <laughs> <this week>. um, <laughs> I, I'm. I'm eternally grateful. It turns out, uh, but I do have a movie that uh, I saw uh, later in life uh, that, in retrospect, uh, wouldn't have been appropriate to watch with my mom um it is uh, it is 1971's uh exploration, exploration into the lifelong sexual development of two men who meet and become friends in college of course it is Mike Nichols's carnal knowledge women judge you very
0: quickly. Get in over my head. I got in over my head to
3: be in
5: have to be a real bastard. (music) We'd be good together.
3: I'm dating your best friend. I think you can make out with her. Think so? He won't mind. Sometimes I think I'm a better friend to you than you are to me.
1: (laughs) What are you so afraid of?
3: you. I think I'm in love. He loves me. How do you know if you don't know how you are in bed together? That's no reason to go to bed with him.
0: What kind of man am I? A
3: real man. Maybe it's just not meant to be enjoyable with women you love. Do you
5: want to get laid? you believe
1: in, won't you believe, won't you believe You're a real prick, you know that? Prick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, oh that's great. <laughs> it's uh, written, of course, by Jules Pfeiffer and stars uh, Jack Nicholson, Candice Bergen, and Art Garfunkel. Um, mm-hmm. You know that that might be the edge to get your mom to watch because hey, it has our <laughs> Garfunkel in it. You like those songs, didn't you? He's a um, he's a nice, clean-cut boy. He's a, he's a great he's a great guy. And you know, Jack Nicholson is is fine. You saw him in. He's that my movie.
0: number one guy. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, but uh, you know, it uh, it basically plays like a stage play. Um, it's uh, it's vignettes in various uh, sections of their lives uh as they uh as they deal with uh uh hooking up uh falling in love falling out of love and uh and basically being better off without her um it's it's yeah. uh, it, extremely well written extremely well acted uh, Nicholson feels like he does, he never even had a script. He just, he's just there and doing stuff, which is truly amazing to watch. Um, and, uh, you know, Mike Nichols, of course, uh, by this time had uh, fully established himself as a uh, master uh, director of not only actors, but uh, of the camera as well. Um, there's uh, there's very little show-offiness in this movie. It is uh, It is a... a sort of a basic presentation of amazing scenes and uh though the uh, the content is uh is i'm not going to say that it's uh, it's extremely raw but it certainly thinks it's extremely raw for the time
5: mm-hmm. uh
1: which is interesting because you know this was the uh the uh, uh the pinnacle of sort of the free love era 1971, everything was sort of closing up by then. Uh, but uh, it's, it's fascinating a, a look into uh, the world that existed in the late 60s and uh, people's uh, attitudes towards uh, sex and love and uh, relationships of many kinds. Um, but uh, I, I watched it again uh, uh, a few months ago. And uh, was just, you know, extremely bowled over by the performances and, and definitely realized, no, I wouldn't want to be there uh, watching this. With a this. It's a little bit, uh, let's just say it's a little bit suggestive, <laughs> a little. Uh, but it's uh, it's extremely uh, well done. And, uh, you know, if you're uh, if you're a grown up, uh, watch it. If you're not quite a grown up, you might learn something, too. See, and I'm worried about this.
0: Because your mom would be like, oh, there's that Candy Bergen who was in Murphy Brown. She was really good. Let's watch it because I really like that Candy Bergen. Well, luckily,
1: luckily, because I've seen it, I would stop myself from watching it. Unlike Steve. (laughs) It's awesome. But, Darren, (laughs) I see Rita Moreno and
4: Carol
0: Kane are in this, too. I really like them. (laughs) Yeah, they're great. (laughs) Yeah, you know, from that new Star Trek show. (laughs) (laughs) My mom would never say that. Oh, Oh. my God. Yeah, so, you know,
1: if the title doesn't tell you...
0: um, this review should. <laughs> Fantastic. Those are two, two amazing oh picks. Unfortunately, God. Steve's is, is beyond amazing because it actually happened. So yeah. in that sense, it's terrifying. Um, Ashley, Wednesday, um, we want to know a movie that you wouldn't want to watch with your mom or anyone else's <laughs> mom. <laughs> well, it's our Garfunkel week because we're doing... Kidding. <laughs> you guys know
2: where I'm going, but I'm bringing that up on Friday. Um, so I... uh. I, I I thought long and hard about this week.
1: <laughs> just, Take, a of, Take a deep breath. Take a deep
2: breath. Scope the problem and uh, and define it right. Because look, if we paint with too broad a brush, then there are just obvious picks. You know, there's just obvious things that are just straight down the middle. You would just never even think about it. So, to me, the fine line to walk with uh, a week like this is. Movies that trick you into thinking, you know what? Maybe that would be okay. Maybe that would be fine. And then you get in the middle of it and you realize, oh, it's just it's not fine. And I have a, a story for for Friday that doesn't involve my mother. It involves my mother-in-law, which on some level is worse. Um you know, and I, I, I thought about, you know, what what could possibly fill that bill? You know what's really funny, Steve, is I thought about, you know what? <laughs> You'll be screwed up to watch with your mom <laughs> Blue I was like, no. <laughs> nobody would ever believe it. No one would do that. <laughs> no one would ever believe it. So uh, I'll tell you about a movie that my mom In Dreams. Uh, asked me about. Because, you know, my mom, uh, she, you know, she she knows that I, I know a little something about about movies. And sometimes she wants recommendation things to, you know, she would ask me for movies to watch with my my dad. And, and there was a movie that she called and uh, and she she asked me about um, especially because she felt like it would be a little more up my alley, but it was a, you know, it was a, it was at that time. It was a, you know, it was, it was the best picture. It was like, it was kind of a period piece. It was a romance. Um, it had, you know, some, some fantasy elements to it and she heard that the director was really good. And, and, uh, and, and she said, you know, do you think your father and I would enjoy watching The Shape of Water. If I told you about her, the princess without voice,
5: what would I say?
2: She deaf Mute,
1: sir. she can hear you you clean that lab you get out
0: this may very well be the most sensitive asset ever to be housed in this facility
2: you may think that thing looks human stands on two legs right but we're created in the lord's image you don't think that's what the lord looks like do you
3: this creature is intelligent capable of language of understanding emotions
2: when he looks at me he does not know how i am incomplete he sees me as i am j'avoue je n'ai pas <laughs>
5: vous
2: The natives in the Amazon worshiped it like a god. Get him out. What are you talking about? No. We need to take it apart. Learn how it
5: works.
3: I don't want an intricate, beautiful thing destroyed. We can do nothing. I'm sorry. Don't do this, Elasa. What is she saying? Don't do this.
2: Oh, God, it's not even human. If I told you about her, what would I say? I wonder. (laughs) I said... Oof. So, so my pick... My pick is uh, Guillermo del Toro's uh, <laughs> 2017 Best Picture winner, *The Shape of Water*.
1: One uh, of the wettest films of the year, by the way. <laughs> totally wettest <laughs> films of the year. Uh,
2: *The Shape of Water* set uh, in the uh, the height of the, uh, or really, it's really the top of the the Cold War. Um, Sally Hawkins plays a uh, a deaf uh, basically she's, she's, uh, she's house cleaning staff at a, a secret government facility. And they, they bring in an asset that they have captured in South America. Now, those of us who have watched any movies whatsoever, know anything about, you know, Guillermo del Toro know that he loves the creature from the Black Lagoon. And essentially they bring in the creature from the Black Lagoon and they begin a whole program and they want to weaponize it. And they have this whole program to try to communicate with it. And uh, Sally Hawkins' character uh, learns how to communicate with it. In many ways. Uh, and, and they <laughs> fall in love. The creature is played by Doug Jones. Um, so, you know, I could also... I, I swear to God, I think I've, I've put together a fairly solid run of movies with Doug Jones in them. <laughs> um, but uh, Doug Jones is is amazing in this movie. its uh, He's basically doing what he did as Abe Sapien in, uh, in Hellboy, except it's a lot... He has to do a lot more uh, through, uh, through through movement um, than he did as, as Abe Sabian because he doesn't talk. Um, but what is what is difficult about this film when it comes to one's mother is I don't know how many times she masturbates in this movie, but she masturbates a lot. And she bangs that fish. She bangs that fish like it is her job man. She's got an egg timer. She's got... And, the also, and
1: also the creature as well. And also the <laughs> creature as well. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, and I mean, you're talking about a movie where like, literally, like I was, I I, I read that this movie, I read that because I happen to have it. I don't, but I feel like Robertette might. Like this, <laughs> this movie inspired a sex toy <laughs> based on the genitalia of the creature I mean that's what we're talking about uh there's lots of nudity in this movie um there's lots of sex but but I couldn't tell my mom that I couldn't tell my mom hey mom you know what um uh you dad shouldn't watch this movie because uh there's a lot of masturbation and fish banging (laughs) Uh, I I just told her you know what? it's really violent mom I don't I don't know that it's (laughs) which is fair. (laughs) because it does get pretty violent it's a guillermo del toro movie and look it's it's fun it's um it's scary it's emotional it's all the things that you would want out of it i don't think it's actually one of guillermo del toro's best uh i think pan's labyrinth is probably his his best i think hell the original hellboy is is better
1: um but But i think it's, it's rated r for incessant spawning Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> exactly. But it is beautifully
2: made. Michael Shannon um, is, is right. fantastic. Uh, as Who doesn't the, get laid in the movie. He does not get yeah. laid in the movie. Horrible things happen so on angry. Michael Shannon. You'll be happy to know. That's why he's um, so angry. Yeah. Totally. But he's great. Um, <laughs> it's separate. just extremely well cast. Uh, and again, it's just, it's incredibly well designed. It has, you know, Guillermo's, you know, eye for, for detail. And you know, as long as you're cool with, you know, all the stuff that you don't want to see with your mom,
1: oh, it it is extremely well cast with a rod and reel.
2: <laughs> wow!
1: <laughs> I, you're just
2: fishing for
0: jokes.
1: Now. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah! You're wow! Out
0: your desk, <laughs> uh, was not expecting that from you, Ashley. How interesting! <laughs> That's good. Wonderful. My my mom
4: did see this movie. Uh, Thankfully, not with me. (laughs) She saw it on her own with her with her movie friends. Her movie friends. She has you know she's she's retired. She lives in Phoenix. She's retired. She has a little group of friends. They'll go out to the movies on on
2: weekends. Smoked a cigarette after this
1: one. Well, I believe the Japanese title for the movie is Sex Fish Shoot. (laughs)
0: <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh my god. Uh. Wow. Well I guess that brings us to Thursday. Wait, <laughs> it does. Well it brings you us know, off my, Thursday. My first thought <laughs> for movies you shouldn't see with your mom week. <laughs> is is a movie I know my mom doesn't like Star Trek the motion picture (laughs) (laughs) but I you know as as people may recall um I couldn't get into uh Trek: motion picture and I I figured out many years later because I guess because of the Warriors they weren't letting kids into without parents after four o'clock into into theaters uh and so I, I begged my mother, she had to take us. And she brought us, she she came to see the movie just so we could see Star Trek on opening day. Um, and you know, she says now that she doesn't dislike it. So I remember at the time being in her debt because she's like, I can't, you know, I, I, if I took you to this, I hope you'll appreciate this with me the rest of my life. But, um, <laughs> but she says, no, it movie. was, yeah, exactly. I just remember her liking when it went to warp and it made that little rainbow trail yeah. that was cool anyway yes. but uh I'm not gonna pick Star Trek the motion picture um because that's not right <laughs> <laughs> it's not fair but um I think a, a lot of moms might enjoy Star Trek the motion Picture. yeah exactly and it's rated G it doesn't go that, with the theme uh, of the Sonic
2: shower scene
0: yeah it's that's pretty hot right. So, um, you know, and I was like, oh, is it a movie? Do you not show a movie with bad moms like Psycho or Mommy Dearest or something? <laughs> I but almost like, think Psycho. I
1: almost think. <laughs> and, and Mommy Dearest. <laughs> we all go over <laughs> <and> that
0: sometimes. <laughs> but I, I, I actually, uh, uh, to keep with the spirit of the week, I'm going to go with 2003's Bernardo Bertolucci film, The Dreamers.
5: you around. What are you? English? No, American. How come you're chained to the gates?
3: I'm not chained to the gates. You're here a lot but you never talk to anyone.
1: I don't really know anybody. you might like to move your things here. But you barely even know me. This is where
5: we get to know you. Up,
3: up, 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 what are you waiting for? so red and ripe and luscious.
5: You two are like two halves in the same person. Why are you two looking at me like that? There's
3: something I have been meaning to do for a long time, but we've been waiting for the right person to do it with. This
5: is a test. Are you going to pass it or fail it?
1: You two are twins? Yes. You won't grow like this, as long as you keep clinging to each
3: other the way that you do. Go away! Isabel. <laughs> Would
5: you like to go out on a date with me? Isabel? you do doing need is permission i wish you could step out of yourselves and just look are you ready to give us a proof of your love i want you
3: to do it the way you did it when you thought no one was watching
5: you're both crazy I
0: to oh, and mm-hmm. I I really love this film. It's set against the backdrop of uh, movies not to watch uh, with your sister. Uh, uh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> of, stu- of student riots in Paris, or as the French call it, Tuesday. <laughs> um, but, uh, basically, um, it's, the uh, you know, summer of 1968, the American, uh, played by Michael Pitt from Boardwalk Empire, uh, who, who comes to, uh, celebrate film, uh, uh, and, and, go to the film Academy there. And he meets this very odd brother and sister duo, uh, played by Eva Green and Louis Garrel, uh, who have, a, um, a very strange and odd relationship. And, uh, it sort of becomes about this, um, very uh, strange threesome between them, literally and figuratively. And uh, but it, what's so interesting is it is a celebration of movies, um, and 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 the spirit of movie love because everyone is um, huge cinephiles in this film. They you know they love they reenact a, um, a, that classic scene from A Band Apart um, uh, when they're running through the Louvre. And uh, it, it's it's and they have all these arguments about, you know, silent film actors and music. And I mean, it, it's it's I really love the movie. I think it's a great uh, I don't know if it's a great movie, but I really lo- love the movie. But it's uh, it's it's very twisted. Eva Green in one of her earliest roles is is completely luminous. Um, oh. Oh, yeah. And uh, it doesn't get much more luminous than Eva no. Green. Yeah, um, he resets the it bar is,
2: for luminosity, <laughs>
0: <laughs> but it is not a film you want to watch with your mother. I mean, it continues the tradition of uh, you know Bertolucci and Last Tango in Paris. In effect, very famously, Eva Green's family did not want her to do the movie because they felt she would become the second coming of Maria, Shre- Shre- you know, of uh, mm. uh, you know uh, Marie-, Marie-, Marie Schreider. Schreider. <laughs> uh, who uh you know who after her role against marlon brando in last tango in paris um uh basically didn't work much i mean she had a couple of other roles but you know she felt that you know doing uh, an explicit role like that was the reason that she didn't um didn't get many other movie roles and you know i think even late in life maria schneider schneider when bertolucci died um was very critical of him which was sort of sad because he has it it sort of besmirched the reputation of like this legendary filmmaker and you know I don't think he was accused of doing anything on tour it was just like she was very like still upset about the the famous scene in the last Tango in Paris which is kind of like well maybe she shouldn't have done it if she you know in retrospect but it's it's um uh, you know, but Eva Green obviously has gone on to a fantastic career, doing a lot of other great movies, and is very adventurous as an actress. You know, willing to push boundaries. I mean, she does very mainstream stuff like Casino Royale, which she's sensational in, and um, but you know, then has done a lot of really ar- arty, you know, kind of films and indies, and you know, is a really interesting actress. But um, The Dreamers is a terrific. You know, it's terrific, and it's not easy to find. I'm shocked that Criterion never released it um, because I think it came out on DVD shortly after uh it's released by sony pictures classics in 2003 but it's it, the best of my knowledge has never come to blu-ray certainly hasn't come to 4k and it's a shame because it's a beautifully shot film and um uh you know it's it's, it's well written it's just and it's an intriguing uh film about uh film lovers that uh I think very few people had this experience in film school, but something.
4: <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, I, I see that it is currently streaming on HBO Max. And uh, I got to add that to my list because I've never seen this movie and it sounds great. I are going to love watching see it, it with your mom, dude. Yeah, my mom's coming to visit. Yeah. So you're going to gonna, it
0: you're gonna dig it the most, but do not watch it with your mom.
4: But I, you know, I'm a fan of Bertolucci. I, I love The Conformist uh, mm-hmm. and, uh, and The Last Emperor. So uh, definitely want to check this out. It's a,
2: it's a terrific movie. I, I I don't even want my mom to know it exists. You know what I'm saying?
0: <laughs> <laughs> but it was interesting. because Bertolucci was one of these legendary filmmakers that was really feted and celebrated and made some really great movies. And when he died, it was like a pin dropped. It's the same thing when Godard died last year. You know, he's like one of the most famous filmmakers of all time. And there really wasn't much... Uh, you know, much made of the fact that Godard had passed, like all these legends of like the French and Italian New Wave and stuff, and and it's like people don't care,
4: and it's sad. Yeah, yeah. I think he it's, died. Uh, he died during COVID too, right? I mean, he kind yeah. of uh, kind of got lost in the shuffle, sadly. <laughs> lost in the well, shuffle. it's like the thing that we
2: we. Oh no, he did. He died about. in twenty eighteen. Mm-hmm. My mistake. It was just, you know, there's this whole. Thing. And I don't know if it's, if it's a new thing or if it's just now we're noticing it, but um, you know, this, there's a whole generation of, of people who were in this industry who don't believe that anything happened before the year 2000, right. you know what I mean? Um, and so those names won't really mean anything to them. They, they just yeah. don't exist. Like, even though they are incredibly important. Um, well, and mm-hmm. you know the industry and the—I don't want really to say the industry—the craft, the art—would not be the same without them.
1: They—they yeah, they, the industry they don't have forgets the them too. The industry forgets them too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. and, well, it's funny
0: problem. because I made a joke about the fact that you know obviously they're protesting over uh, the firing of a professor at the film academy, and but you know it's it's like what's so great about that in the late 60s is that people felt that passionate about art and about education and about you know learning and stuff that they would riot over the firing of a professor you know now they would fire off an angry tweet i did my <laughs> bit for king and country right <laughs> or, or oh no or now they, they
2: would be the ones who were getting the professor fired yeah, exactly. right, right, yeah that's <laughs> an even
0: better point yeah. So it, it, it's it's really sad because this is you know it is a celebration of you know these these three people who just love movies and love film and you know being a part of you know they were they were the film riots and it was something I to be honest when I saw the movie I didn't know much about at all about this era in France and in French I mean I knew the films but I didn't know about um, what was going on at the Cinematheque Francaise and mm-hmm. um, it was really interesting to sort of have my eyes open to that. And, um, you know, that era, um, and how passionately people felt about, you know, movies and right. you know that they would have these. So it was very interesting. Obviously 68 was a very tumultuous time here in the States. Um, but I knew less about, you know, internationally what was going on. This was a really interesting film. It's not a perfect film. But it's 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 a sexy film. It's it's smart. It's it's beautifully shot. And uh, like I said, definitely not a film you want to watch with your mother.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good because that is what the week is about, isn't it?
0: That's what Red I hear Mara is right. <laughs> <laughs> Which, of course, brings us to Friday, where we have to find one more film
2: that none of us (laughs) want to watch
0: with our mothers.
2: I I just have to say, so everybody can understand my reference to Art Garfunkel. um, I think we can all agree that uh, Nick Rogue's uh, 1980 bad timing Uh, A sensual obsession. You forgot the whole title. There's never a good time for bad (laughs) timing when watching (laughs) movies with your mom.
0: Well, what's weird about that movie starring Nick Rogue's wife, Teresa Russell. Right.
2: Um, Who is, you know, kind of luminous, except for the whole part where she's fucking dead. Um, But that doesn't stop her.
0: <laughs> She's a <laughs> blockbuster. But a that was part, the era of these great British directors casting their wives in these really sexual, crazy mm. role. Like you know, like um, John Borman would cast his whole family in Excalibur. It's like oh what God. the his hell, daughter? Well, you <laughs> know, Animal speaking forest
2: and- of movies about you know, if people wanting to watch their wives have sex. I mean, I don't think that anybody would suggest watching Breaking the Waves with your mom. Oh.
0: No, or uh, Nymphomaniac Part One or Two. Well,
1: no, or or breaking away,
0: (laughs) or (laughs)
2: breaking away. And I'll tell you, this this to me would be the like. Honestly, I almost said the Queen Mother, and it's just wrong to say that. Like, I I can't think of a worse film to watch with your mom than um. It's uh, it was a David O. Russell film uh, from Spanking the Monkey, (laughs) Spanking the Monkey, which you know, for those of you playing at home. It's like it's Jeremy Davies, I think. he's basically like playing a, uh, a a young man who has to take care of his uh, his his mother um, because uh, you know she's like you know she needs she needs care. And she's just got him, and so he starts bathing her, and then he, you know, look,
1: they're
0: they're a close family.
1: Just well, look, not, not to be confused, tomorrow. not to be confused with Peter Gabriel's "Shock the Monkey."
0: No. <laughs> well, and if we're going to talk about uh, Jeremy Davies things we don't want to watch, then I also wouldn't watch the seventh season of Lost with oh. my mother. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Just because I wouldn't want to see her suffer.
2: Uh, no, not at all.
4: I think it's safe to uh to to steer clear of the entire oeuvre of Harmony Kareen
0: uh, <laughs> with your mom. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> And, you know, um, if you're going to do Blue Velvet, I think uh, equally a Mahal Drive is a no-go. Yeah.
2: I think if you watched Last Tango in Paris with your mom, you would never ask her to pass you the butter again.
0: <laughs> oh, oh, Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> um, I think that, you know, certainly, um, uh, you know, as much as uh, uh, mom may mourn the passing of Stanley Kubrick, probably wise not to see Eyes Wide Shut with your mother. Well, I was
4: about to say, uh, back in that storied summer of 1987, the other film I saw with my mother uh, upon my return from my first year at film school, I was very excited to have truly discovered the works of Stanley Kubrick that year. I, of course, had seen uh, 2001 and uh, Dr. Strangelove before that, but I watched all of his other movies uh, while I was at film school and uh, read the screenplay for his upcoming film, Full Metal Jacket, mm. which uh, was released in Colorado Springs uh, in one long theater. Time. I did not have a car, so I needed my to get a ride from my mom. I said, Mom, Stanley Kubrick is one of the great filmmakers of all time. He has a new movie out. We should go see it. Again, mm. you didn't remember the
1: line about the reach-around.
4: No. So <laughs> there I am sitting in a movie theater right next to my mom. We've got our popcorn and our drinks and uh, me so horny. He love you long time. Oh, you Me. mean the part of the movie? <laughs>
2: oh you know? yeah. okay. no, god. That must that must have been unsettling.
4: I was shrinking in my seat. Like, yeah. oh God. Oh god. Oh no. Not again. <laughs>
1: oh god. Oh god. Oh man. Oh, god. Oh, oh, man. man. Come on. You <laughs>
0: didn't see tough guys don't dance until I showed it to you. <laughs> uh, um I did also see Grizzly
4: Man with my mom uh, after yeah, i had already seen okay. it. It's, it's just that, disturbing. It's not, it's not yeah. like he has
2: sex with the bear. No. I mean, <laughs> and then well, you know, not intentionally well, that we know of. <laughs> well, I think
0: uh, whether you leave your hat on or take your hat off, Adrian Lyne's Nine and a Half Weeks is a movie you definitely to <laughs> avoid with your mom. Uh, and of course, that was you know a huge film in the mid '80s. You know, partially because of the video, um, the the HBO boom and um, VHS, the popularity of VHS, but it wasn't a huge theatrical success. But everyone knew Nine and a Half Weeks, and it made Mickey Rourke, even though he'd been great in a bunch of movies like Diner and Body Heat, but um, really, th- this is the movie that everyone was talking about. Mickey Rourke.
1: Well, I, I prefer I prefer the Italian abstract version, Eight and a Half Weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Can we just
2: agree <laughs> that you just don't want to watch anything that with Adrian Lyne directed with your mom? <laughs>
1: I don't want to watch any movie with my mom (laughs) for for various reasons. I love my mom and I want to continue
0: to. (laughs) I remember speaking of mother-in-laws, seeing uh, um, Confessions of a Dangerous Mind with my mother-in-law. And uh, I don't remember that being a particularly pleasant experience, but I don't remember the movie well enough to... (laughs) (laughs) I remember uh, Naomi and I looked at each other like, maybe we shouldn't have gone to this movie with them.
2: (laughs) My... My wife and I went to go see the Thomas Crown Affair with her parents, and I was sitting right next to her mom. And I thought, "Oh, it's Pierce Brosnan, it's Renee Russo, it's a caper heisty movie." And oh hey, God, it's a remake of a fake movie. banging on the stairs a, lot. Yeah, a, lot. <laughs> a <laughs> lot, And it's hey, hey, how are you, mom? How are you? Good to see you. Uh, it just it scarred me, dude. It scarred me. Actually, yeah, I saw
0: it with my dad and uh, he was a big René Russo fan so he loved it. <laughs>
4: I could probably see most movies with my mother-in-law. She is uh, this is a woman who took my wife to see Cheech and Chong in concert uh, when <laughs> my mom when my wife was about 8 years old wow um she and she my mother-in-law loves horror movies she'll see movies? all kinds of yeah, horror movies wow <laughs> all <laughs> kinds of bloody go gore figure. and killers she loves stephen king and, and all that sort of thing so
0: yeah. mm. hostile not happening hey <laughs> <laughs> what else not to go see with your mom the wachowski's bound Ooh, yeah, which is yeah. a wonderful movie, yeah. yeah. beautifully. Yeah, if we we ever do Best Cinematography Week again, we gotta, you know, maybe have Bill Pope uh, and uh, Bound be one of our uh, our, our uh, movies because it's a gorgeous looking movie and it's it's I love it. it's one of my favorite neo noirs and a lot of a lot of these neo noirs I would not watch with my mom. So Body Heat, Bound, <laughs> Mulholland Drive, Choke, shows choke. Shows, yeah, shows. Let's uh, just eliminate Paul Verhoeven uh, now. Not, yeah. Basic Instinct. Black you know, uh, Starship Black Troopers. Troopers. You yeah. have yep, Starship Troopers my mother would hate. Soldier of
2: Orange. Yeah, no. Yep, yeah. For, Fourth
0: Man.
4: My mom really likes movies, but she, she doesn't like what she calls dark movies. And she I think what she means is movies that are just dark on the screen, mm. like with a lot of nighttime scenes. And, <laughs> oh. She doesn't like dark movies.
0: So exterior day is her preference. Yes. Okay.
4: And she's not crazy. She doesn't really watch genre movies, but she, she'll she occasionally go see, you know, a Top Gun or an
2: Avatar. Mm. As long as it doesn't take place at night.
5: Yeah.
0: Wow. wow. And on a Tuesday. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, wow. Okay. Well, it seems like we got a lot to... Lot to pull from. <laughs> you know, I wonder no, if it's yeah. just if, if we go with something that's just really bad, you know, just really bad like mommy dearest, like it's bad, right? Yeah. You know, maybe yeah. it doesn't just need to be because it's sexy or, you know, you know, it's like, like the low-lying fruit is like to say Caligula, right? right. You know, wow. but uh but but you know You know maybe what? we should literally
1: low-lying fruit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I-, I
2: think there's a lot of potential great picks for for Friday, but I'll tell you like here's here's one that we haven't discussed um that you wouldn't even think about necessarily. Ooh. Is uh is Logan's run? It's There's a Orgy? <laughs> if you yeah, still remember it's the PG. You don't see I know. Unfortunately yeah. you don't see anything.
1: Yeah, <laughs> but sit you sitting little. there with
2: your mom and like uh-huh, everybody's uh-huh. bang.
1: Look, yeah, if, but, if you're going to go that route, you might as well just go free enterprise because I don't want to see that with my mom. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's true. Oh uh, Well, I did see that. No, I, did, I didn't I did see it, but I remember her calling <laughs> that weekend when premiere? it wasn't the number one movie at the box office and she was heartbroken. Oh. I'm like, what were you expecting? <laughs> she loves that movie and it's weird every time she mentions that to me.
4: Yeah, Okay, I got one. Okay. Oh, so do I. Go ahead. Paul Thomas Anderson's Boogie Nights.
0: Dude, yeah, that's yeah. a good one. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good one.
2: You know what's great about that pick is it's hey, it's this like really shishi, you know, director, and it's like look at this cast and all this other stuff, and it's, it's, it's
4: particularly fun music and, and yeah. you know, it's it's period piece, and let me give you uh, then, an, an alternate on that.
1: But but, but you you can't forget uh, William H Macy's uh, wife having an ass in her car.
0: Yes, <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's particularly good to Share with your mom.
0: Well, and you know uh, Julianne Moore is a mother in that
1: yes. she is, yeah,
0: and not a very good one. Yeah.
4: Well, well, just- she's a mother to her adopted her flock. kids. Yeah, her
0: flock. Yeah, yeah.
4: he's a good mother okay, to well, them.
0: What about White Heat? Nicholas Ray's White Heat. Um, that's not Nicholas Ray. What am I talking about? Who did White Heat? White Heat is uh, Raul Walsh. What am I? Yeah. yeah. So, um, but uh, White Heat has the worst mom. And 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 when she, when she she dies, poor Cody Jarrett. When he's in jail, he misses his mommy. Uh, but uh, she's Although a terrible. I, I wouldn't.
1: I wouldn't mind watching that with my mom.
0: I don't know. A, what about Notorious? The mom is a Nazi. Well, yeah, but that's a about, my mom moment. is a Nazi week. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Carrie. Ooh. Ooh, Yeah. 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 Any De Palma body double? Can you imagine watching body oh, double? Oh my god! Yeah. Yeah. yeah, or dress to kill. <laughs> oh my God, yeah. Mom! Do
1: you have any interest in power tools? <laughs> <laughs>
0: hey, Mom, I got one right here. It's called a. Uh, hold on a second. It's called Caged Heat. I think oh. maybe we should change it to movies we would watch with our mom because we've eliminated <laughs> so many. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh my God! It's like mm. it's wow. It's a tough one.
1: I mean, you know, Mommy Dearest was one of my original uh, choices, and I and I. I, I, I crossed it off the list because it was kind of too obvious, but I think because it is too obvious, it's not and a bad is, choice.
0: Yeah, it's true. Well, it is Mother's Day week.
1: I, I know. I know. I, what makes you think I wouldn't know that? I know that.
0: <laughs> so, and we can honor all the terrible mothers. <laughs> no wire hangers week here on the. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're already <laughs> celebrating the great moms. Now we're going to celebrate the bad moms. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Wow. I have another pick, but I think I'm going to save it uh, for, I think, uh, on... valentine's day next year we should do movies not to see on a first date week
0: oh my god he's oh, yeah. thinking about next year already this <laughs> is how much steve plans ahead i'm planning i don't even know what i'm picking next week for the freaking season finale you're thinking in 2026 <laughs> on <it's> february <laughs> in season seven i know what my pick is now
2: Look, you, you gotta remember it's steve steve makes these kinds of plans now are they always great plans no because sometimes Steve's plan is let's watch Blue Velvet with mom. But <laughs> yes. at least he's got a plan. I love it when a plan to comes together. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh, Mark's frozen. Mark, oh, right. so- uh, It's interesting why man. this
1: happens all the time. It's, uh, <laughs> it's fascinating. Um, here, he's back again. It's uh, Everything's <laughs> fine. You know, I- kind Of course of it's fine. Were, I never
2: went away. You I just frozen. froze like oh, this. Oh, no, I went oh, like this.
1: Also <laughs> a terrible mom?
2: Chinatown. Oh
0: yeah, I, th- I was thinking
2: well,
1: about that, but but and, well, yeah, uh, I mean that, that's that's more of a Father's Day movie. Uh, <laughs> no. oh, oh, oh my God, <laughs> oh. Oh. That, and Darren, that is a
2: fantastic. I actually kind of like the madness of the Mommy <laughs> Dearest pick. Uh,
0: it's, <laughs> it, it, it we we certainly wouldn't pick it any other week. No, I wouldn't be fate on away week. It, it it wouldn't be biopic week. I mean, this is really like the only time I could see picking it for anything.
1: Well, maybe we can pick it and then uh, have it considered done away with.
0: Oh, oh God. Darren is, is
1: on fire with the comments tonight. Let me
0: see. I think this. we should all just be quiet and bow down before <laughs> Darren because he is killing it today. <laughs> it's dead, dead. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That is good. <laughs> Um should we should we go with mommy dearest or, or are we gonna keep trying to I think find that's something as else?
1: Good as, that's probably as good as we're gonna get.
3: Joan Crawford You know what's missing in my life? Come on, you've got everything you want No, I don't, I want a baby Out of the question Don't you dare judge me We have a moral and legal responsibility And what you're really doing is denying one of your children The opportunity to live a wonderful and advantaged life You're a lucky little girl And very expensive You cost me a lot of favors
5: Christina, darling I'm gonna make a perfect life for
3: you. Are you having a happy birthday, Christina, darling? This is
2: the best party I ever had. I love you, Mommy, dearest.
3: I love you, Tina, darling. You lost again. It's not fair. You're bigger than I am. Ah, but nobody ever said that life was fair, Tina. I will always beat you. I'm not gonna play with you anymore. Ever! I'll tell you what you're gonna do. You're gonna march yourself upstairs to your room and we'll stay there! No, I won't! Yes, you will! I'm sorry, Mommy.
5: Dearest? You, you are not getting up from this table until you have finished that meat
3: have i ever lied to you in your whole career or given you one piece of bad advice
5: your treatment of me has been divine
3: good i want you to leave metro
5: my wonderful friends
3: leave metro your pictures one after another are losing money
5: who made me a star
3: theater owners voted you box office poison making fun of me Truth is, you're getting old. You're nothing but a rotten, crooked lawyer. The biggest female star he's got. Look at this floor. Do you think it's clean? <laughs> Look at this floor.
5: You and me together. Screw up. Look at it. Nothing is clean. Oh, blind What's what a hanger's doing in this closet when I told him. mommy dearest when I asked
3: you to call me that
5: I wanted you to mean it
3: Joan Crawford the most
1: dramatic role of her life was her life Frank Giblantz presents Faye Dunaway as Joan Crawford in mommy dearest yeah yeah Okay. You know, other okay. than uh, other than strange movies that we wouldn't want to watch with anyone.
0: Yeah. Uh, you mean Life Force?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't gonna say it, but yes. <laughs> well, that, that's one you want to watch with Rob Burnett.
2: Absolutely. <laughs> Is that like gonna be a week in like three seasons, Steve? Movies you movies want to want watch with, with Rob Burnett? Burnett. <laughs> but you know, I
0: mean, I, they. You, if you remember when Rob used to have people over for his parties, Uh, And everyone was not exactly um, uh, of their right mind. Sober? Um, Yes, okay. So um, Barbarella would be on the TV and then they would have the electronica and the air and all, you know, Daft Punk and all that stuff playing. And Barbarella is another movie because that hits two things. It's, 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 you know, erotic, but at the same time, it also is science fiction. So our moms would hate both those elements. (laughs) uh yeah so yeah let's,
1: At, let's go and it's look, terrible let's go with Mommy <laughs> Mommy okay is, uh, is, are we all agreed Mommy on several
0: all we yes. all have our wire hangers out mm. guilty. guilty yeah yep 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 so uh guilty well CDs. i think that's uh we have a week uh we have a week. a week we have a we have a very interesting week i i think this was a good week <laughs> and then how do we transition to like, Happy Mother's Day! All the mothers out there! Well,
4: all I know is I haven't seen Carnal Knowledge in years, and uh now I really want to revisit that. And I've never yeah. seen Dreamers, and I want to watch that.
2: But and hey, uh, your mom. Yeah.
4: What have we learned
0: this week, Steve? Um <laughs> <laughs> We've learned to think twice before... Uh, <laughs> I mean, there's so many other movies we could pick. Heavy metal. I mean, it's like what mom in the right mind wants to watch that movie. Um, The right uh, kind of mom. Yeah, that's the right kind of mom. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Exactly. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, but this was great, and uh, we're one step closer to next week's season finale. Um, And uh, of course, uh, that should be really exciting. So we'll be (laughs) here in uh, black tie. And uh, ready for a very special week to conclude the uh, 4.30 movie season. But until then, we want to remind you of what our picks were this week for movies not to watch with your mom, starting on Monday with Steve Melching.
4: Now it's dark. Monday, it's Kyle MacLachlan, Isabella Rossellini, Dennis Hopper, and Laura Dern, starring in David Lynch's 1986 film noir, Blue Velvet. Tuesday,
1: Darren Dochtman. It's Mike Nichols delving into the uh, uh, oddities of Jack Nicholson's personal life in carnal knowledge.
0: On Wednesday, Ashley Edward Miller.
2: On Wednesday, my mom would like to know if she would enjoy watching Sally Hawkins' Bone Doug Jones in a fish costume (laughs) and Guillermo del Toro's Best Picture winner Uh, from 2017, The Shape of Water. Bone the fish guy.
0: (laughs) On Thursday, dream a little dream. <laughs> a <time. laughs>
1: dream a little dream with
0: Bernardo dream a Little Luigi, dream. it's The Dreamers. It's no more wire hangers in what? Mommy Dearest.
1: Uh, re- repeat Thursday again. you, you need to f- repeat repeat Thursday, re- bud.
0: On Thursday, <laughs> dream a little dream with Eva Green in The Dreamers. And on Friday, Yes, and on <laughs> Friday now. it's no more wire hangers <laughs> with mommy dearest. Well, uh,
2: that's quite a week, and this is uh, quite an internet connection that Mark has. But the good news is
0: that uh, we've it seen the this best enough times. times. He it takes does enough times to freeze. And are you just- ready for the last part of the assignment? Are you ready? Here we go. Now, this okay, is the part sorry. I didn't tell you about for this week. Okay. Now you will each take that movie and watch it with your mom and see if you were right. But uh, <laughs> Steve already knows. Yeah.
2: But you I, know, uh, what if just like we should swap all the movies and watch them with her
1: mom? Oh my goodness! Now I wish I'd picked bad timing. Or, or swap the moms. <laughs> <Okay>.
4: <laughs> Say hi to your mom for me. That's
1: right. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I, it's mom swap week. I don't, I don't week think that's, sure. that's going to happen. Well, <laughs> but, uh, smart, look happy about it. Well, yeah. Uh, look, uh, I think it, it just boils down to these are, uh, these are movies that you don't need to, uh, you don't need to think too much about them to know that you shouldn't so these we'll these, at
4: these movies are the opposite of parental guidance uh yeah. <laughs> suggested
0: <laughs> oh my god that is true so would you recommend them to people who aren't our mobs yes absolutely yeah, yeah me too it's okay it's required reading at the academy <laughs> so uh if you're a fan of the show please join us again next week for our six season finale and i hope um uh, you'll leave us five stars wherever we listen to podcasts. Of course, if you just uh, uh, are, are joining us, you may also want to listen to us. Uh, if you're interested in Star Trek and trek Treksperts, where we talk about Star Trek and Star Trek-related ephemera every week, along with the sister podcast, subscriber-only Deck 78. And, of course, uh, you can also listen to the Treksperts Briefing Room, which is uh, curated commentaries of significant Star Trek episodes. And to subscribe um, and, join us
1: at trexpertsplus.com and uh, that, find out everything you need to know
0: everything you need to know imagine that and then also uh you can uh follow us on social media at 430 movie podcast on twitter and instagram although i have to say if uh elon musk doesn't stop with the stupid comments about conspiracies <laughs> on mass shootings i may actually have to leave twitter um and then um uh, also you can follow us on the Instagram and uh, on Facebook at The 430 Movie and I hope you'll do that because occasionally we post interesting things <laughs> and a uh, special thanks to Peter Holmstrom and the great Mark Rivera for making it sound so good every week here on The 430 Movie except when I beam out intermittently <laughs> um, despite paying AT&T a great deal of money to have top of the line internet <laughs> and uh, I, I think that, that's about it for us but we're looking forward to joining you for next week's season finale until then Save us the aisle seat and Eyewitness (laughs) News starts now.